0: Welcome back to Chess of Hope's podcast. It's Leanna, your host, and today I have two guests here with me. Hi, I'm Angela.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica.
0: And today we're going to talk about self-love. The formal definition of self-love is the regard for one's own well-being and happiness. So what is involved in well-being and happiness? Your self-worth and your confidence. Are you happy with who you are? And if not, how do you get there? And if you are happy, how do you stay there? So, some examples of self love are being kind to yourself, believing in yourself, taking care of your needs without sacrificing your well being. We know self love can mean different things for different people. So, we're only going to start with a few things to get you started on your new journey of self love. Jessica. So what are some practices that you do for self-love? Well,
1: every day I like to start off with a positive affirmation.
0: Oh, nice. That's a great way to start your day. Angela, what are some practices that you do for self-love?
2: So actually, I have like a whole regimen, right? Um, I know that I like to go down and have a manicure, pedicure, get my eyebrows done, all that loving on myself to make me feel better about myself and like I'm ready for the day that I can take on anything. So I like this whole regimen. And honestly, since this whole COVID thing, it's been really hard to find that inner self love when things have been shut down. So yeah, that's me. Nice. So you do the practice of look good, feel good
0: type of thing. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Like if I can't get out of bed, eh, I may not feel all that lovable. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
0: So some practices I like to do, I like to go running or go to the gym. I feel like uh, that clears my mind and it just keeps me happy.
2: Great. That's
0: awesome. So clearly self-care is important. It maintains a healthy relationship with yourself. It means doing things to take care of our minds, our bodies, and our souls by engaging in activities that promote well-being and reduce stress. Doing so enhances our ability to live fully, vibrantly, and effectively. The practice of self-care also reminds both you and others that your needs are valid and a priority. So self-care is not selfish. You have to fill your cup before you can fill others. You might think it's impossible to squeeze any time for yourself, but here's why taking a few moments for self-care is so important. Taking time to relax and de-stress can mean an improvement in your mood, brain function, and memory. Relaxation will allow your mind and body to repair itself. You'll make better decisions, and it will also help lower the risk of depression and anxiety. Jessica, is this what your affirmations do for you in the morning?
1: Yes, definitely. It makes me start my day on a positive note. I, It makes me feel motivated, energized, happy. And like you said earlier, it keeps my cup full.
0: Ah, nice. I love that. So you, you would say it starts off your day being more mindful, right? Yes. Yeah, so being mindful is very important, right? The concept of mindfulness is simply being aware of what's happening in the present of all that's happening around you. It means like not living your life in autopilot. Becoming a more mindful person requires commitment and practice. So I'm gonna give you some helpful tips just to be more mindful. So some tips are like leveraging moments of waiting. Use them as triggers for tuning in so like when you're waiting for your food, or you're standing in line, or you're waiting at the red light, take that time to maybe practice some affirmations or just to be mindful and be in that present moment. Listen closely when people speak, make eye contact, Pay closer attention, notice all your senses, your smell, your taste, the sounds, what you feel. Just another reminder, be in the present moment. Seek out nature. Use this as a time for yourself to admire nature, go on a hike, go on that walk around the block. Just take that time to be outside.
2: Yeah, and be mindful is really hard to get into. Um, Some people need help learning how to be mindful and stay in the moment. I personally have an app that will remind me how to practice mindfulness, being in the moment, listening to everything that is going on in that app because it's not an easy thing to do, especially when you come from a world that has trauma, stress, and a lot of chaos. You're, you're more in tune to everything that's going wrong than all the things that are going right. Definitely. I feel like being mindful
0: is one of those things that just gets forgotten. You're living so much in the present moment, you just forget to bring yourself
2: back to that present and reality. Exactly. So when you, when you start being in the moment... Then you start remembering all the things that you're personally lacking, and then it will lead you right back to what are you lacking in loving yourself and being that positive person to stay happy, be happy, and and just making the right decisions.
1: Also to stop and breathe for a moment or stand up and stretch. I mean, I feel like that helps a lot to remember, okay, drink water, breathe, stretch
2: definitely and that's funny you say drink water i just downloaded another app i'm such an app person but the app reminds me to drink water every two hours even though sometimes i'm not into it it's still anything that'll help keep me in the moment and not to forget what i should be doing for me to help me live it's kind of like uh, basic essentials um i utilize um in every way so
0: next let's talk about Some of the things to look out for, low self-esteem, and some warning signs to look for in yourself and others. Some of the many causes of low self-esteem may include an unhappy childhood where parents were extremely critical. Poor academic performance in school resulting in a lack of confidence. Ongoing stress, life events such as a relationship breakdown or financial trouble can cause low self-esteem. Some warning signs to look out for are personality changes uncharacteristically angry anxious agitated or moody withdrawn or isolate themselves from other people stop taking care of themselves and may engage in risky behavior overcome with hopelessness or overwhelmed by circumstances
2: so what are some of the things that we can do if we notice these characteristics happening to us or people that we're close to So, I feel like if I notice it in people that I know,
0: I would try and like pull them aside, let them know that I'm there for them, um, maybe take or schedule a time where we can like meet up outside, take a hike, or things like that. But I feel like when I notice it within myself, I find myself just getting irritated on small things, such as like I'm driving and someone's driving too slow and I'm just super upset at that person, but really it's not that person, it's me. So, I'll take that step back to try to find out what's the main reason of that problem and maybe take some self-care time and some time to myself.
2: That's true I have a friend that I'm really close with and we kind of try to always support each other not kind of but we do support each other and we can definitely tell when the other is going through something even though we don't say anything Um, and typically her behavior is she shuts down she all of a sudden disappears from social media she stops texting I just don't hear from her. So I actually have a time frame. I give her three days of silence. Mm-hmm. After that three days of silence, if she hasn't rebounded and start posting again, then I reach out and kind of test the waters. Hey, where are you? We did this Marco Polo thing over text messaging. And if she responds, then we can talk it out. If she doesn't respond, then I kind of put her on notice. You have 24 hours before I go to your house and knock on your door. And that has seemed to work out really well for us because at that point, if she is in a dark place, we call it the dark place. Um, for longer than that time, then we actually both would really need somebody to come and knock on the door and make us get up and answer the door. And hey, what's going on? You need to talk about it. Let me drag you outside in the sun. And this is, it's funny, but it's, I mean, it sounds funny to me even to explain it, but... I think as adults, we have these boundaries that we expect everybody to follow. And when we're sad, mad, depressed, or whatever, you know, we just need that space. So sometimes we can get over it and we're just mad for the moment, sad for the moment. Somebody's pushed our buttons and we get over it. However, I noticed specifically in my friend that once those three days, then you're going to get over it because not only is she one of my biggest cheerleaders, but I try to be hers because we're single parents and we have this balance that if nobody else is going to cheer for us, we at least cheer for each other. So it, it works out really well. And we've saved each other a few times recognizing those boundaries.
0: That's super important because, you know, when someone's going through a hard time, don't you just want to be like, hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? But you guys give each other that space, and that's just a different approach, and that obviously it works.
2: Yeah, because if somebody asks me what's wrong too many times, I'm like, uh, "Yeah, you need to leave," <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? But that's an, our natural
2: nature to be
0: like, "What's wrong? Let me help you. I want to help you as much as I can." So, <laughs>
2: and even when we're having like, and even when there's family issues. Um, the other day, she was having um, some per some other personal issues, and when everybody's texting her asking her those prying personal questions I'm like hey come over and help me bake a cake actually we bake banana bread so we're baking banana bread right and I were like not even talking about what that is <laughs> As she's getting all these annoying text messages you know and at the end of the night she's thanking me for not asking her and I you know and I laugh I'm like well how are you really feeling, you know? And you know it's there. Yeah, yeah, it's like the elephant in the room, but we're instead doing all these other things to get our mind off of it. And and, and it works. It works for us. I, you know, so um, these are just things that we, you know, that we should be aware of and the people that we're close to. Sometimes we can't tell. Sometimes I really would like to throw my hands up and just say, I can't deal with her today and her issues. But at the same time, when I'm throwing my silent tantrum and I don't want to get out of bed, you know, all of a sudden here she comes with her 10,000 text message, where are you, where are you, where are you, talk to me, talk to me, I haven't heard from you. And then I'm like, ugh, you're either going to answer or she's not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am, and it, and it really does save the day. For
1: sure. For some people, it's really difficult to open up because they don't want to be judged. So they don't like sharing what they're going through or what they're feeling. And that's what i found sometimes it's hard to have that conversation.
0: Definitely. It's, it's hard because you have to do it with someone that you know, right? You know that person. You know that they're a little bit down. But even when you're working with clients or you see that they're a little bit down, you have to build that rapport to get that so they don't think that you're going to judge them.
1: Or even family. I think that it's a lot harder time, sometimes because... You know them, they know you, but at
0: the same time, they don't want you to know everything about them. That's very true. I feel like I feel that with my sister sometimes. I'm like, oh, I did this, but I'm I'm a little scared to tell you because you might tell my dad or, you know, you might judge me for it. So, yeah, that definitely makes sense, not just with,
2: like, friends or people you don't know,
0: family as well.
2: Right, right. And, 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 you know, not judging the other person is good. I mean, so... When you're sharing all these things and letting the other person know that it's okay, then they then they kind of, it makes like a full circle. They go back to like, oh, I'm okay with myself because I can make it through all of these things. This person's been supportive. So it kind of, it, it's, it's um, this pattern of support, right? Which always brings back everybody back to the beginning of, okay, now I'm okay. Now I'm mm-hmm. in the moment. Now I don't have to be. Um, I don't have to be sad. I don't have to be in this place. Um, well, a lot of times I think they you just want somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want their
1: opinion. You don't want mm-hmm. their feedback. You just want them to listen. And if they listen to you, it kind of lets your thoughts kind of fall into place. And then you can kind of figure out your problems on your own.
0: Yeah, sometimes if you talk it out to someone else, you're kind of like, okay, just listen or. Thanks but I don't need any advice. I figured it out myself. <laughs> You're just there basically. <laughs> right,
2: right. And and like a, and even though we want to well, I know I whenever I, you know, speak to somebody and they're comfortable in telling me what what is wrong with them, I sometimes find the need to want to identify so that they don't feel as bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. But then there's always that fine line of don't put in competition like my problems are just as bad right. as yours. It's about me, it's not about me. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, because we we tend to be like, oh, well, that happened to me. And that happened, yeah. and that happened to yeah. me also when when in reality they don't need to hear that you're in competition with their emotions or yeah. their problems when it's just something sometimes they just need to vent. Yeah. So,
0: definitely when you see someone with low self-esteem, you're trying to you're right, you're trying to empower them. Correct? Would you guys yes. agree? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, empowerment means people having power and control of their own lives. So people getting the support that they need that is right for them. You can't empower someone else or make someone feel empowered, right? It's ultimately up to them, like you are saying. So it's about ways of working and supporting someone that means that they can take control and responsibility for their own lives. So, Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds about perfectly right. <laughs> so all of the things that we discussed today are about self-love. So take that time to yourself take that time to get that massage get the pedicure get the facial just take that time for yourself if you would like more information please call our helpline at 209-259-5552 if you'd like more support you can join our support group every thursday at 10 a.m via zoom and you can sign up on our website at chestofhope.org If you or anyone you know needs help, you can reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. It's 1-800-799-7233. And to keep up to date with us, you can follow us on all social media platforms. Take care and be safe. And remember, we are here for you at Chest of Hope.